So we're holding by Shmuel Bey's word, Perichov, Pasukil Aleph, the learning tonight should be Schosili Nishmas, Abichia Mechel, Ben Asher, and Yecheskel Shraga, Ben Avram Yehuda, as well as Schosfufu Shlema, Famayish, Ben Miriam, Yosef, Menach, Mechavi, Yamtuf, Ben Zlatamash, and Shmuel Dei, Ben Rivka Fega. So we learned previously that after Amasa fails to return after three days, David dispatches Avishai to go and suppress the rebellion of Sheva Ben Bichri. Yoyav accompanies Avishai's army, and they meet up along the way with Amasa's army. Yoyav goes to greet Amasa, and he put his sword in the uh, in the casing in a very flimsy way so that it would fall out. He reaches over to as if to embrace Amasa, picking up the sword while holding the sword that he picked up that fell out, and he stabbed Amasa. And the Pasuk made a point of saying that Amasa was not uh, weary of the sword that Yoyev was, was holding. So the Rabag says that we learn from this, the Pasuk is pointing out to teach you that when there is a circumstance that causes, that creates a situation where you need to be concerned, you can't disregard that. And over here, it, it applies because if you look at the circumstances, Amasa replaced Yoyev. And Yoyev previously was threatened by a similar situation with Afner. And not only that, but Amasa sees Yoyev drop a sword and pick it up and hold it in his hand and reach in. And nevertheless, Amasa is not careful. In other words, Amasa totally disregarded the danger and the red flags that were that were staring him in the face. And so says the Ralbag, you see from here that if there is a situation that creates circumstances where you need to be cautious, the Torah wants you to be cautious and not to totally disregard uh, all of the warning signs. So, Pasuk Aleph, so after we saw that uh, Masa fell to the ground and died, so, V'ish Amad Alav Minare Yoyav, so a man who was one of Yoyav's uh, servants, he stood over Amasa, and he said, Whoever approves of Yoyav, and whoever is with David, should follow Yoyav. So the Radak explains that, uh, that this Nara of Yoyav stood over Amasa's body to prevent people from staring at it. It was a very gory sight. And for people to stare at it, it would upset them. And so this attendant was saying, nothing to see here, keep moving along. The art scroll explains his words that obviously there were people here who were both uh, supporters of Yoyev, but also supporters of Amasa. Remember, Amasa had gathered an army to go and, in, in response to David, to go and, and suppress Sheva's rebellion. So you had now people who were followers of Amasa. Now they would have been upset at what Yoyev had just done. So if the people would, would have been able to stand around and discuss it and look at the dead body, it would have angered many and potentially would have erupted into a fight between these two armies. So Yoyev's attendant immediately jumps into the lead and basically uh, uh, says, listen, there's no time here to quibble with each other. We have the, uh, uh, the um, rebellion of Sheva that David wants us to suppress. It's a direct threat to the Malchus of David. So whether you're a supporter of Yoyev, or even if you're not, you're just a supporter of David, you have to focus on the task at hand, which is to go and follow Yoyev in order that he should suppress the rebellion. Because if you support David, then David's best hope of retaining the Malchus is Yoyev. So whether or not you're a supporter of Yoyev, but if you're a supporter of David, go and follow Yoyev. Kliyakar explains a little differently. He says that the attendant's words, to say like this, that when Yoyov now kills David's commanding general, it looks like Yoyov 
might be rebelling against David himself. He might be upset with David and rebelling against David. The first step is to take out David's uh, general. And so he didn't want people to think that Yoav was rebelling against David. So he said, And he says, That whoever is behind Yoav is also a supporter of David. That Yoav is not rebelling against David. Yoav is just taking back his position. He was jealous. But it's not that he's being married by Malchus. And if you're a supporter of Yoav, you are also a supporter of David and vice versa. And so for that reason, follow Yoav and don't suspect that Yoav is rebelling against David. Pasuk Yud Beis. So the attendant now is trying to tell people nothing to see here, keep moving along. Well, but they keep rubbernecking. Uh, to look, because Amasa was was laying there in the pool of blood in the middle of the road. And he saw, the, the, the person saw that everyone was rubbernecking, right? There's a dead body over here that was taken out and the word spreads that Yoyav killed Amasa and everyone stops to take a look. So so he moves Amasa from the road to a field. In other words, he takes it off the road, right? There's an accident in the middle of the parkway. You got to take the accident off the road so that people can move along and stop rubbernecking. But it wasn't enough that he was on the side of the road. People are still going to stop and look. So he throws on top of it a baguette. When he saw that everyone was still rubbernecking to take a look. Okay, so now it's not in the road. Now it's on the side of the road. Fine, they're still stopping to look. So finally he covers it with a baguette so that people will finally move along. So the Radak explains that even though the Nara of Yoyev was telling the people, move along, there's nothing to uh, see here, and that time is of the essence, but nevertheless, the uh, um, um, followers of Amasa were standing there, and they were shaken by this, right? That their leader, their commander, had just been uh, killed, and just been killed uh, um, in a in a terrible, uh, backstabbing way. The fact that Yoyev took advantage of him, unsuspecting, and killed him. And so they were still stopping to look, so therefore... He moves the body to the field and covers it so that people should sort of, their minds should move on. This, there really was nothing to look at any longer. Pasiket Gimel, Once he removed it from the road, then everyone followed, uh, they passed by, and they followed to chase after Sheva Membechri. So it has the desired effect that the people finally start moving on and they realize, okay, we have to follow David here, we have to defend David. And so, um, in order to secure David, the Machas for David, we got to deal with Sheva Membechri and we can't stop here and continue discussing or dealing with uh, the death of Amas. I do just want to point out one thing that's brought down by Akilas Yaakov. He asks, why did um, David not say a hesped for Amasa like he did for Avner way back at the beginning of Shmuel Beis. So the Kilas Yaakov says that whereas over there, Shaul, who was the main rival, was eliminated over here, David's Malchus was still unstable because you had Sheva ben Bichri who was rebelling with most of Klai Yisrael against David. And so therefore, it, David was concerned that if he would eulogize, if he would say a hesped for Amasa, it might turn Yoyav against him. And he couldn't afford at this point to lose Yoyav's support because then he might actually lose the Malchus. And so for that reason, and he did not publicly say a for Amasa, says the stipler, like he did for Afner.